0: Welcome to X's and O's NBA Breakdown, the podcast where we take a deeper look into teams, coaches, and trends of the NBA. I'm your host, Coach Mark Tinklenberg. It's time to settle in and enjoy as we talk about the league.
1: Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of X's and O's NBA Breakdown. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network including Cavalier Central, 305 Culture, Knock If You Buck, Spanning the Spurs, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, Lakers Fast Break, and At The Buzzer. Plus, our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, The CoachMaze.com Podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game from grassroots to the NBA.
0: Welcome to X's and O's NBA Breakdown. I'm your host, Mark Tinklenberg. I'm here with Zach. Waka, <laughs> <laughs> episode 19 am i correct i, I think i'm correct episode I, I think so. i'm pretty sure it's 19 yeah I think episode, on 19 right now. episode 19 is going to be a great one episode 20 coming up we're going to have a special guest uh talk about some things he's he's big in in basketball around the columbus area um so can't wait to have him on. We're going to talk a lot of good things. Zach Fleer will be joining us. Um, that will be Monday night. So be prepared. We're going to have a couple here coming up. Our episodes are going to come out a little bit more frequently because the playoffs are right around the corner. But before we, before we start talking about all that, let me just remind you, subscribe, like, X underscore breakdown at Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we continue to love all the five-star reviews you guys have given us on Apple Podcasts. Please keep those coming. So playoff posturing is right around the corner. And as we can see by corner, I mean, it is happening currently. Um, this is actually, so we talked a few episodes ago, Zach, about the playing games and we talked about, you yeah. know, do we like them? Do we not? Uh, the consensus at the time was maybe, you know, we like it. We like the idea of it, but it probably isn't very realistic in terms of things. Well, it turns out this year, the NBA is, has, at least in my opinion has, kind of fooled us once again this is going to end up being absolute drama at its best Um, start in the western conference you have lakers and warriors currently so you have a steph curry lebron james and and a healthy lakers team who's peaking it feels like at the right time kyle kuzma stated last night man you know i i know we don't want to we don't want to be in the playoff game but but this is fun as hell like this is what playoff basketball is all about so, the NBA's got a good thing going, and they would play the loser of that, would play the winner of the Grizzlies and the Spurs right now. Yep. So, the Western Conference posturing has begun. In the East, what are the current standings in the East? So, standings right now, uh, no, no, Phillies. The
2: no, 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 7 8, 7 8, 9 10. 7 8, so 7, 8 9 10. We got Boston, Charlotte, Indian, Washington right now. Obviously, Boston, we have seen them. They're falling just apart. Fall apart. They're falling apart. I hate to see that for Brad Stevens. Obviously, like Chris Ball, friend of the show type thing. We bring him up a lot and how much we like him in it as a coach. And he'll probably get some of the blame there, which is sad to see because what we said, Jalen Brown just had his season-ending injury. So, yep, they're going to be uh, out of the playoffs. I'll see if, if standing stay right there. I would see Charlotte beating them. Um, they're they're just a good basketball team. I think Charlotte can beat them. They just don't have the firepower, Boston. Indiana, Washington, um, Washington stuff, man. Russ has been
0: doing his stuff. So can you imagine being the one seed right now or the two seed and you yeah. got to go against Russ and Bradley Beal man, <laughs> in the first round? So posturing is beginning. Now, Now, even worse, okay, imagine being the Utah Jazz or the Phoenix Suns. You've just had the best record you've had in – I think for Phoenix, maybe in, in – in twenty years mm-hmm. and you get gifted the Los Angeles Lakers <laughs> in the first <laughs> round of the NBA playoffs. Now, you know, this is what makes this so fun because, you know, a few weeks ago there's a lot of people saying if if the Lakers, if the Lakers don't get this together, you know, they don't want to they wanna face they want to face um Denver in the first round as a sixth seed. Well, all the standings have changed now. And now it actually looks like uh, the Lakers are in an even better position. If you're a Lakers fan, which I am, and a lot of us that listen to this are, if you're a Lakers fan, you want Phoenix or Utah over the Clippers or Denver. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just fascinating stuff. So the one and two seeds, would this be the first year ever that potentially the seven and eight seed in the West knock out the one? Has that ever happened in playoff history? (laughs)
2: I don't, I doubt it. And I, I like that because, you know, uh, our our good friend of the show, Coach Ope, tweeted this yesterday and said, hot take, I still don't think that, or I think there's a good chance that Utah and Phoenix get eliminated in the first round. Yeah. And, and he's absolutely right because the matchups and what has happened with these teams falling, Golden State, Steph is just, wow. I don't know. Yeah. You can't say much about Steph having to play them or the Lakers in the first round is not fair. It's it's not fair to them, but they're not going to make it. They're not going to make it.
0: They're not going to make it guys. Lakers are going to steamroll that first round. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and then then as we talked about, you know, in the, in the East, you know, Sixers are Sixers are super solid. Brooklyn's going to be hard to beat, but I mean, You know, underneath that, Miami all of a sudden peaking at the right time playing their NBA-style championship basketball, which, again, we've said this a 100 times, and we're going to say it again. The short layoff really hurt teams. Sometimes for some of them early in the year, those teams that made it to the Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals, and NBA Finals, some of them happened to the Lakers a little bit later, but Miami got off to such a slow start after such a slow turnaround and now both of those teams rising, 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 coming together at, for this playoff push. You know, LeBron is fully confident, Zach. I mean, he, he comes out last night and says, hey, uh, we're going back-to-back, guys. The, the back-to-back push starts, yeah. right. you know, in a week. You know, he's not even worried about the regular season. And no. that's what we have to remember <laughs> as we face these absolutely fantastic playoffs that are about to come hit us. Yeah, I think this – this is going to be fun. You know, like we said, a couple
2: episodes ago, we were kind of trying to figure out how the plan worked and if it was a fit and all this stuff. And honestly, during the episode, and if you listen back to that episode, this last one, we kind of realized like, Oh, these teams are closer than I thought as far as right there nipping on each other's heels on who's out, who's in, and they're good teams. They're teams that can make noise and make some changes there and alter the landscape of the playoffs. It's going to be very, very interesting to see. And we're, I mean, regular season wraps up this weekend. We got Lakers and Pacers coming up, which is big. You know, I'm sure me and Tink will be watching that together and maybe we'll post a little something. That's a big, I mean, it's all big to kind of see what we're doing because I mean, you guys need Portland to lose a couple and hopefully not be in that play. You still have a chance to not be in that play in They've got to lose to, You've got to. You guys basically got to win out. Here's my hot take. My hot
0: take is my hot take is Lakers want the seven seed. You think that they want the seven seed? I think Lakers hit the seven seed. They play the Suns in the first round. Um, I, I think that is a massive, massive mismatch. The Suns that is not a good match. Instead of going against the Clippers first Instead round, of going you, against go against the Clippers, the, you go against Clippers. You go against Suns. And then, and then I think you—I you, don't even think you see the Clippers until Western Conference Finals potentially. Yeah. So I mean, and now you force the Clippers to have to get through Portland and Denver. <laughs> and,
2: I th- and I honestly, not that he's sitting on purpose, but I think LeBron can see that and go, you know what? I could use a couple more days rest. I'll, I'll see you for the play-in. You know why not? You know what I mean? I'll see. I'll see you for this weekend because at this point, like. We win, we win. If not, exactly. You know, like we, we have a favorable matchup in the first round because they don't have an answer. Aiton's not guarding Anthony Davis un- underneath. I'm sorry that guy gets into foul trouble, and then you have him and Andre Drummond. Which Drummond had a kind of a bounce back game. You know, he's he had, a, he's really had a great good. week. He's had a great yeah, week. His, his this week has been good. He's rebounding. He he's getting some points up on the board. He's he's not being as much foul trouble. He had a really really good week leading up to this end of the season, and you're going to need to be that. You need him to be that force down low with them. And Suns don't have a match for them they just really don't
0: let's let's say lakers lose to golden state okay so they lose to golden state no way in the playoff no way they're losing to memphis or san antonio to get the eight seed no would it be the first time would it has it ever happened i mean the lakers would be favored in that series if they're healthy we i hope we all understand that oh if the lakers are healthy and they're the they're the eight seed they're going to be the favorites in the first round of the NBA playoffs versus the one seed Utah Jazz. And, and honestly, if they're coming back healthy
2: as an eight seed, guarantee you most people are going to have them still the favorite to win the championship at the eight just because of the
0: injuries that have happened. They're going to still be the favorite to repeat at eight. It's crazy. You know, Anthony Davis playing MV- MVP-level basketball all of a sudden. Uh, LeBron James will, from all accounts, from what what we've heard in, in the workouts, has just he he's going to be just fine. Uh, the playoff push is going to be real. Wesley Matthews coming around, as you mentioned, Andre Drummond having a great week, Frank Vogel figuring out figuring out his rotations, Mark Gasol yeah. and Montrez Harrell playing together That's finally, huge, yeah, finally. yeah. And you know he did this a little bit last year, and so I got to give the guy some credit. He really he really holds uh, his cards close to the vest. He does not he does. show anything in the regular season. He tinkers and plays and, and it's like they've, they've all decided, Hey, as long as we're in, in some capacity, we'll be good. doesn't matter if we're the one seed, the t- five seed, the eight seed. It doesn't matter. What does it well, matter?
2: What I've always liked about Vogel, which is why, like, I still wish he was a Pacers coach. Cause I never thought they should have fired him those years ago. As a brain in the coaching, he's playing chess a lot of the times throughout the regular season while a lot of coaches are still playing checkers. Yep. He is analyzing that whole time and not to say that other coaches aren't, but he is so damn good at doing all of these matchups, not because he's trying to win that current game, it's to see what he's going to be able to do in the playoffs. Yeah, That's great all point. his end game. That's just That's a- always what he's been doing. And I love that he does that. He did that with the Pacers and he's doing that now with the Lakers.
0: Yeah, it's a great point. And and in the East, um, you know, it's going to be Jay Williams uh, tweeted out today, something along the lines of "Dare I say the Brooklyn Nets have a harder path to the NBA Finals than the LA Lakers?" You know, the East is stacked, and I'm starting to agree with them. I, I don't know mm-hmm. that it's I don't know that it's harder, but man, both conferences are really 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 good. Um, yeah, the Hornets are good. Washington is is tough because they got two great players, uh, Indiana would, they would cause you problems in a seven game series. So the, even the bottom of the East is, is no easy task. And then your top four or five, you know, you're looking at Brooklyn, Philly, uh, Milwaukee, and, uh, obviously Miami. I, I don't even I think they're the five seed right now. Is that right? Uh, uh, Miami is six. Miami's the six. No, I'm sorry.
2: No, no. New York six. Miami is five. You're right. Okay. But they're, they have their tie. And Miami the has the game six? breaker. Um, Atlanta. Oh yeah. Atlanta. Playing M- M- McMillan's gotten goal. them still playing really, really well. So yeah, Miami owns that owns a tiebreaker in New York. So depending on how these last two games of the season go, that can switch around a little bit. So you could either have a. Um, Milwaukee-New York matchup or a Milwaukee-Miami matchup. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And honestly, for New York's sake, they want to get into that five seed so they go against Atlanta if they wanted to try to have any kind of noise in the playoffs,
0: because I don't think they're going to, they're not going to be any happy, even a chance with Milwaukee. So I'm going to say this, dude. The New York Knicks, New York Knicks are tough. They're tough, man. Tough. Yeah. Tough. I mean, whoever's getting them in the first round, you better prepare yourself for an absolute street fight. Absolutely. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they foul. foul every they foul every Ooh. possession because they're so physical. Uh, Julius Randle playing MVP basketball, that has to be accounted for. Uh, something I said earlier in the year when we were talking about early MVP candidates, I did not know that it would stick. And give the guy credit, he has just brought it night in and night out. New York Knicks are tough. And Giannis Rose. And Rose, Dean Rose is ha- – oh, my gosh. Yeah. What a story. What a comeback. And um, he's had the last couple seasons have been
2: good. you know. And you're still like – but and he is out here with not as much athleticism as he had when he was younger. But he is one of the better so, point guards in the league yeah. with just his wisdom on the floor. So and how efficient. To play. Oh, my God.
0: He's so efficient. So efficient with with what he does. Um, so the Knicks are tough. Got Giannis on an absolute mission. All of a sudden, oh yeah, he's destroying um, the, the Patriots. Philly, Philly is obviously incredibly good. Brooklyn, I mean, you got three of the best scores, if not the best pure scores in the league, on the same team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the East is gonna be fun, man. And then, and then you have the Miami Heat, who we talked about earlier. But the Miami Heat are gonna do exactly what they did last year. They're gonna out scheme you, they're gonna outcoach you, and and then they have just incredible perimeter defense. It, so, and what's amazing to me with that team is that
2: you should still be scared of them. And it just got announced that Oladipo's done for the year. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. It's like it, didn't it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. It didn't even matter. That trade didn't even matter. And he, I mean, he was bringing it for the games he did play in Miami. He looked okay, he looked fine, he looked good. Yeah, but you're literally starting shooting guard, shooting guard is going to go away and it doesn't you should still be scared to play them because that's how good of team ball that they
0: play. Their chemistry yeah. is unmatched in, in in my opinion in the league. Yeah, no, they are they are absolutely rolling right now. So, we're setting up for an absolute just a an incredible playoffs and and the drama and the night in Oh man. I just, I love that every single night I could turn on TV and just watch absolute battles that are about to happen in the NBA Um, fans in attendance. There will be more come playoff time. Um, Things are shaping up for a really, really nice NBA playoff run. First playing games next weekend. Is that right? I think it's next week, Wednesday or Thursday. When there's Thursday? early middle. Okay. Yeah, it might be Friday actually. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, so with that being said, you mentioned some things about you know we've talked a lot about coaches, and mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you your opportunity. On the last episode, I I really went off on the Lakers, and you want to know what? Yeah. I, I, can I say something though? And, and I'm being serious. When I, when okay. What I, when I went <laughs> off about that, I I challenged Anthony Davis to be great. You did. Right? And I said the only chance the Lakers have of turning this around is if he is great, and and it's there, and we know it, and it's in that locker room. But he has to be great because if he is the he is the best player, you know, in that situation with LeBron out, in order for them to do anything, mm-hmm. and you know what he's done since then. He didn't obviously he obviously didn't listen to our podcast in any way, shape, or form. Nope, sure did. But but <laughs> what he has done is that he's done exactly that. And he's turned into, you know, the league should be put on notice again because he's turned himself back into what he was in the bubble. And that's a scary thought uh, come playoff time for anybody else. So there's my disclaimer about what I went off on last week. And then some things happened in Indiana this week. Mm. And I wanted to give you your opportunity because this does involve X and O's because there's a lot that I think you can discuss about this situation That's beyond just, you know, because there's a lot of in terms of relationships, um, how coaches handle things, so on and so forth. So the stage is yours. And I want you to give us what you think about, not just the situation in Indiana, but why does this stuff go on in certain places at certain times when it comes to coaches, players and whatever, what else not?
2: We went into an offseason with a head coaching search after letting Nate McMillan go Um, justly. was it time for a change? Yes. Could they have kept him? Yes. And he's doing well in Atlanta, Atlanta, but he couldn't win in the playoffs. He had four years and got eliminated in the first round all four years. So you're you're probably ready for a change. There were rumors of how players didn't really like the way he did his practices and all the yada, 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 whatever, moving on. So you go into an off season with a great roster, great starting five, Your roster from start to finish is probably on paper one of the top four in the East for sure, top five in the East, when you go from point guard to center. And you give the reins to a man named Nate Bjordgren. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It doesn't really matter. But his name's Nate. You give it to a secondary Nate. After a carousel of names that came through the rumor mill in Chauncey Billups, friend of the show, Chris Quinn, all of these names that, you know, Mark Jackson, which me and my brother have been lobbying for a very, very long time to coach the Pacers, all of these big names. And then you give it to somebody that I had to look up to see who that was. I don't get the choice. And honestly, the players don't get the choice. Because we're seeing you started to see it right after all-star break. You're seeing Sabonis question his calling at the end of the games and shaking his head, you know, not understanding why he's either being pulled out or it feels like they're giving up when they have a chance and he's shaking his head, not agreeing. Bad sign. That is a bad sign when you have the star of your team questioning your coach and his decision making. Then this stuff last week comes out. He's on he's on the hot seat after one year one year and you have all of these injuries where usually you have that excuse. You kind of go, well, he had a lot of injuries. Let's give him another chance. I don't think he's going to get another chance. If he gets eliminated against Washington or Charlotte, whoever they're going to play in this, this first play in game. I don't know if you keep him. Yes. He's got one more year guaranteed on his contract, but he's got to go. He's got to go. he, as a, as a coach in life, in my life, and as a life coach and a motivation motivational speaker, you, sometimes you got to look in the mirror and tell yourself when you're ready or not. Nate, I'm going to need you to look in the mirror, and I'm going to need you to understand that you need to say to yourself, I wasn't ready. Plain and simple. I'm not ready. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay. One day you will be, but I need you to get up, I need you to throw on your slacks, and I need you to look in the mirror and go, you know what? I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Probably should have stayed an assistant for a couple more years. And and you're right. You should have stayed an assistant in Toronto. And I need you to go back up north because you're horrible. That's what I need you to do. That's what I absolutely need you to do. You make really bad choices. You run around here bald-headed and confused all the time. I don't understand it. I need you to get away from my team. Because you're going to make the players want to get traded out. We're already losing players left and right. Nobody wants to stay. Paul George is gone. Oladipo has gone. Now we have Karis Levert, who has been playing so well, so, so well. He is our brightest star we've had in a long time. He, he is unbelievable on the court, and he's already saying that this is his team. Please, front office, choose your players over your coach. Choose a good coach, a coach that can relate to the players, and you will be very successful in the East. After the top three, the East is pretty wide open. You can get in the mix in that four, five, six spot and and make some noise. But Nate, I'm gonna need you to sit down. I'm gonna need you to sit down. It's time to go. It's not good. So,
0: (laughs) not good. So, I just wanna make one thing very clear. After all that, I think it's safe to say that he's not welcome back to Indiana. I Uh, need him to get in a car, and I need him to drive out of Indianapolis. So I will raise my hand, and I will tell you that if that job opens, which I think it will, if they take the route of Chris Quinn, which, oddly enough, they said he was in the final standings. The guy didn't even get an interview because he was still quarantined from the bubble. Right. So so the other part of this is they made a decision – on this guy before they even did all their research on everybody else. They were in a hurry to hire this guy where he wasn't going to get hired by anybody else before they even did their research on anybody else. You have a head assistant coach that is currently coaching in the NBA finals with the Miami heat, who has been the sidekick to Spolstra for the last six or seven years. And you Mm -hmm. don't even give him an interview. You are in that much of a hurry. A guy who's a Notre Dame grad, who's a hometown guy. He's a
2: hometown guy. I mean, you don't hurry that type of choice with that roster. This isn't a re. That wasn't a rebuilding year. You give you give him Orlando. You give him a team that's in a rebuild, and you guys are all in that. You go
0: with somebody that has championship experience or DNA in them that can take them to the step that they were looking to go to. Hence, why they got rid of McMillan in the first place. The the hardest rumor to read, and you know, obviously,
2: some of the rumors got backtracked saying, "Oh, we can't really find proof." But here's the thing that we know about NBA rumors: when they get stated. They're probably true to some form. They just didn't like that it went public. Right. You know, they said Oladipo didn't really have those conversations with the Miami Heat or the players saying that he was going to come down there. Where did he get traded to eventually? Miami Heat. Those conversations absolutely happened. Absolutely. They did. Absolutely happened. The, the one tweet that I saw where it said TJ Warren, Warren when he got hired almost requested a trade or actually did request a trade because he coached with coached there at the Suns when he was there because he hated his coaching style he wanted to leave Indiana because of that hire and they didn't consult him to say well I already I'm the one person on the roster that has been coached by him before as an assistant and know that he can't handle it that tweet came out that's around the same time. And of course they're saying, oh, we don't really know that's proof. That has to be some sort of true or so it wouldn't have been stated. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. And that 100%. one really, really got to me because it's like, mm. again, Kevin Pritchard, I love you have made some great decisions as a GM. This wasn't one of them. Yep. Yep. This was a, this was a failure. This yeah. was, yeah, you failed. You failed miserably. They're all failing. It's all, it's on fire. Burn it all down. It's bad. It's
0: not good. It's not good. It's bad. Um. So we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to wrap up the episode. So hang with us. Man, Indiana Pacers. Oof. Oof. But NBA playoffs, right on the corner. Hang yeah. with us. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, hoop heads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com/teampricing to learn more. That's a r y s e.com.
0: Welcome back to X's and O's NBA Breakdown. I'm your host, Mark Tinklenberg. It's me. It's Zach. We got one more thing for you before we end this episode. We've hit on playoffs. We've hit on some coaching. Um, ESPN released um, Kevin Pelton's um, first and second team all defense. Okay. So I'm going to go through this. On the first team, they have Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, Draymond Green, and Rudy Gobert. (laughs) Okay. The second team all defense is Drew Holiday, Lou Dortz, Matisse Diebel, Giannis, and Clint Capella. Okay. So I have a couple. I just, I have a couple issues here. The first issue is Kawhi Leonard did not have a first team all defensive season in any category in any way, shape, or form. No, uh, there's my first. There's my first issue. Ben Simmons, I'm okay with. I don't know how well Jimmy Butler was. Um, he, he's first in steals this year. Okay, Draymond Green. Don't okay. Don't know Rudy Gobert. I we all know what we think about that. Okay, so Miles Turner has led the league once again in blocks. He tweeted back. He he. he He uh, retweeted it and commented on saying, how many times are we going to do this? Correct. Um, And the guy has a point. I mean, for him to not make it over Clint Capella is an absolute travesty. And then you
2: have our TJ McConnell. He is second in the league in steals right behind Jimmy Butler and has been playing his ass off on the defensive side of the ball. And I expected either him or Miles to make that second team. I'm, I'm pretty surprised. Obviously, as a guard, you have a little bit more competition. But to be second in steals, only to be led by Jimmy Butler, he had nine steals in a game two weeks ago. Why he wasn't on there, I don't know. But I don't know what Miles has to do besides – Go to a bigger market team to get notoriety, and that's probably what's going to end up happening to his team. Because again, I have my own opinions about do they keep their two big men, trade one, blah 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 blah. And which one of them should stay and which one of them should go? They're going to choose a bonus if that were to happen. Which Miles is going to go to a team in a contending team, guaranteed to be in the West, and he is going to finally get some notoriety at some point in his career. I feel bad for the guy because he has you know the last 2 weeks after breaking that bone in his foot or or sorry uh, tearing the ligament in his foot it, it him being on the floor it, it, there's a difference we can't stop anybody without him on the floor we went from allowing 110 112 points a game to we let a team score 150 points in a game
0: <laughs> that's a no that, it is it's a major difference he's that's a huge right? difference he's the complete anchor and he buys into that he could
2: go to a team if a team really wanted to bet him be an offensive threat he's got the skills to do so i've seen him put on the floor he can shoot threes he can do it but he lets a bonus be that underneath lets all of those other ta- other talented uh forwards and guards on that team let them do their thing and he goes i'll just protect the rim yeah
0: and leads the league and then will lead the league and do so.
2: Not just be average.
0: Is Rudy the fact Go- that he's not on this earth. Is Go ahead. Rudy Gobert even is he better than Joel Embiid defensively seriously? This is a con- <laughs> no. This is a conversation <laughs> no. we got to have. Okay. No. Rudy Gobert is not he cannot he does not switch onto other players um you know like like uh Joel Embiid can and I am so sick of seeing him in this defensive player of the year conversation stuff. It drives me crazy.
2: Well, it's 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 a it's a weird thing because it again I'll go back to the same argument of Miles Turner because really the the main reason, and yes, does he affect does he help on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah. But mostly because of his block shots. Most of the time it's because of that. But then why wouldn't the person that leads the league in block shots? be nominated on the second team if you're in the it it really doesn't make sense so you kind of go what is this boys club decisioning because he's he's been there before so you just kind of have to give it to him same thing with Kawhi. Kawhi is known as a good defender the claw so we'll just put him in at second team he wasn't first team this year but he i mean obviously he's got it in him to be Uh, For uh, you know, on all defensive teams. So because of his name, we'll throw him on a list.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's really the point I was trying to make with this is that, you know, these first and second team votings are coming out. All NBA is going to be coming out. MVP voting is going to be coming out. And it was just another reminder of, uh, how in a, inattentive these guys, these sports, these guys that get these votes, uh, how inattentive they are to all this stuff. And it really causes a lot of frustration. You see a lot of people not get it. It goes back to, you know, the frustration of the MVP voting forever and the fact that Shaq and Kobe have the same amount of MVPs combined as Steve Nash. Now we have a problem, right? Yeah. And, and as you can see, it just, it's frustrating when you see this stuff. Um, and so, so that's where we're at with some of that voting. It's going to be interesting to see where uh, where they go with that. Um, so for us at X's and O's NBA Breakdown, we're going to end the episode on that. We thank you for your time. We are excited for the playoffs. We cannot wait to see uh, the drama unfold with the play-ins and I, I'm going to be honest, Zach, if the, uh, if the Lakers lose to playoff, uh, to play in games, um, this podcast will no longer exist. So I'm just, gonna, just, <laughs> you know, gonna. just light it on fire. Yep. So it's just burned. heads up, everybody. Uh, if they lose, it's been real. I appreciate your guys' energy and effort, and I'll see you never. Okay. So for us, <laughs> I'll <laughs> see <down>. you never. <laughs> we thank you, Mamba on three, one, two, three, Mamba. Mamba. Peace out, guys. See ya. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of X's and O's NBA Breakdown. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please like, subscribe, or comment on any of our social media sites at X underscore breakdown. See you next week, and remember, Mamba on three.